This is Gene Lance on the Worker's Beat Extra. Don't call the station while I'm talking because this is a recording. As Joe Biden's victory sinks into the American consciousness, the AFL-CIO Labor Federation is calling for move forward together. Well, what does it mean? When we say forward for labor, it's a good slogan, but what does it mean? We can be sure what it doesn't mean if we're going to be going forward. It doesn't mean continuing to slog along with our age-old organizing efforts in one workplace at a time. Nothing exposes organizing failure more than the continuing decline of union density. We were 35% of the workforce in 1957, and by now we've fallen to 11% or so. Moving forward doesn't mean hesitating at the threshold of solidarity with our natural allies. It doesn't mean putting our entire political faith and trust in the Democratic Party either. The AFL-CIO has made terrific progress since the leadership election of 1995. They staunched the bleeding that brought our labor movement down in density, but they're going to have to do more and some of that more may seem pretty drastic at first. Here are some obvious steps that need to happen. One, organize nationwide. Unlike the old CIO, the Congress of Industrial Organizations, the American Federation of Labor and the AFL-CIO, after they combined, never really had an effective organizing department. The old CIO did. They need one now. They need an effective organizing department. The new forward-thinking organizing department could set the goal of organizing every worker by adding an online strategy. It would be easy to do because the AFL-CIO already has Working America. It's a separate department. And they sign people up online. You can do it at workingamerica.org. It used to cost $5 a year, but actually I think it's free now. Working America could replicate the nationwide success model pioneered by MoveOn. From a giant database of online supporters, some traditional union locals could be formed. The members who can't be formed into traditional unions can still be supportive of labor's campaign. So organize nationwide. In other words, let's sign up everybody who works. Go all the way with solidarity. That's my number two. Now they've done great on this since 1995. For example, they started having solidarity with undocumented workers. Before that, they just said, uh, deport them all. We don't want them. Nobody wants them. Kick them out of the country. Now they're saying, well, they're working people, and the only way we can deal with this is to organize them just like we do with all working people. So we need to go all the way with solidarity. Now America has many progressive organizations from giants like the NAACP down to the smallest nonprofit 
working from a one-year grant. Most, if not all of them, could be induced to cooperate in nationwide campaigns led by labor. To be sure, the AFL-CIO has improved tremendously since the days that the Central Intelligence Agency was their main partner. But much remains to be done. In the summer of 2020, the labor movement held terrific May Day events. Now, that's world solidarity. They made positive statements in support of Black Lives Matter, and they put a big Black Lives Matter sign on the front of the AFL-CIO headquarters in Washington, D.C., even though, at the same time, they clung to the police unions, who are the very antithesis of the movement for Black Lives Matter. We can go much further with this idea of simple solidarity. And lastly, the third thing I want to suggest, which they could do easily, initiate a workers' party. Or they could call it the Labor Party like they do in England or some other name, but a workers' party based on working people. We did not need the awful shock therapy of Donald Trump's election to realize that American voters are done with business-as-usual politics. That was apparent in 2008 when we elected the first black president. Everybody was done with business-as-usual in 2008, and we should have realized it instead of having to go through the whole Trump administration. By 2020, when the -the run-of-the-mill Democrat named Biden was elected with the shortest coattails in history, in other words, he didn't get other Democrats elected. He just barely made it past Trump himself. Everyone knew that American voters want something different. Trump's 2016 election shows that they were ready for anything as long as it was different. So I suggested three things. I suggested that we organize nationwide, that we go all the way with solidarity, and that we initiate a workers' party instead of relying on the Democrats. Now I want to just say a paragraph about what if we don't? What if we don't do those things? What if we don't take strong action that to some people will even seem drastic? If we don't, if American labor and the rest of the progressive movement do not come together affirmatively, we can expect continued chaos and stagnation. The union movement's slow death of a thousand cuts will continue. The progressive movement will continue to compete for funding without a program. The Democrats will lose more ground in the 2022 midterm elections. More crazy oddball candidates from QAnon and other nut organizations will win elections, not because they represent anything better, but because they represent anything different. The ultimate something different, fascism, will continue its rise in America if we don't do these things. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. 